Hello and welcome to the Belgian Football Podcast. Yet another episode is here. I'm your host for the, this episode, Joris Beck. Unfortunately, both Scott and Ben have been suspended, so I had to ask outside help for this special match preview episode of the upcoming Europa League fixture between Slovan Liberec and AA Gent on the 22nd of October. This special guest, a big follower of the Czech League, is Tomas Danicek. He's here to give you the lowdown on Slovan Liberec. First of all, welcome to the podcast, Tomas, and thank you for helping us get in and getting an insight into Slovan. Hello, thanks for having me. Happy to have you here. Um, so to get started, I think it might be logical to ask how the domestic season is going for Liberec. Uh, well, um, halfway through through the last season, they were actually, in my eyes, they were the greatest underachievers in the Czech League, uh, sitting ninth around Christmas, I think. Uh, but then they somehow recovered and during the spring they went on a run of like six wins in in seven games and that was pretty much uh, it for them because that that was already enough to secure uh, Europa League or at least the playoff that they needed to play after the regular season mm-hmm. because uh, the big thing with Liberets you I mean the big factor is that you never know which Liberets is turning up uh, beforehand and probably they don't know either themselves mm-hmm. because they are their big struggle or perhaps advantage at some cases is their inconsistency. Mm-hmm. So uh, they've had about 15 like really wild goal swings between match days when they went from zero to nil to three to zero, uh, yeah. you know, like going from a very heavy defeat to very yeah. heavy win uh, at one point going from a one four loss to straight to five, uh, five nil win, uh, which is crazy. So it's, and it's not even tied to being away or home. Like, you know, they are not specialists. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, yeah. Their home ground is, they are fairly average uh, in both grounds. They are just unpredictable. Yeah, that sounds really interesting and possibly frustrating for the fans, I can imagine. Definitely. Talking about these fans, uh, what are the expectations? And maybe also from the club itself, inside the club itself, are there any expectations for them in the Europa League this season? I think with the draw, kind of, it's it's... Probably the most navigable group the Czech club has has received this mm-hmm. this year, which is kind of a shame because obviously we would bet more money on on the other Prague clubs and uh, mm-hmm. Posen if they got there. But yeah, I think the expectations, as ever, with these smaller clubs like Liberets or even Jablonets, and at some points in the in the history, are somewhat tempered and kind of tied like selfless in a way because they are tied to the Czech league coefficient so they know they are well aware they are probably not progressing liberates themselves have only succeeded once Mm -hmm. uh, to go past the group stages so basically their goal is just to earn some points for the coefficient for the whole Czech league and possibly like six points i was told by a czech fan of of liberates that probably six points would be a decent result in in this group for them yeah okay so not to have high expectations the because of that you also expect slovan to put out the strongest lineups in europe or are they gonna adjust their uh, domestic um, lineup to the europa league uh, well so far they've they've uh, put out all the strongest lineup uh, every time on each three occasions uh, in the playoff basically the team uh, went unchanged between the the games and mm-hmm. I mean even the even the tactics remain the, the same they are they are a fairly predictable 4-4-2 or sometimes 4-2-3-1 uh, depending on how 
far advanced the the wingers are, uh, but it, they are quite close to being four four two team, and they wouldn't uh, wouldn't drop that even in in Europe. So obviously, like as a smaller club and also a, a team that's very uh, that's basing their game on condition and a lot of running with and without the ball. They are at their best when when the expectations are low and when they can counter attack and don't need to like when they need to hold hold on to the ball too much they become somewhat sluggish somewhat slow uh, so whereas when they can counter attack their pace is uh, sometimes unbelievable and uh, undefendable and uh, are they then also more of a physical side than a technical side if I hear that right they are, they are kind of a mix but they also they've lost a lot of the not not the best players but like Tofal who who recently moved mm-hmm. to West Ham in, in Premier League he, he went to Slavia from Liberec because he followed uh, Jindrichter Pischowski who is now the coach uh, at Slavia and mm-hmm. who's basically brought over all the best players and that's not even a stretch uh, about eight or ten players have followed him in in the past two years Cool. So the talent drain has been significant at Liberec, and I think this team is nowhere near as talented as the as the group uh, in 2013-14 when they went past the group stages and faced Alkmaar in the in the other round, mm-hmm. because that was full of uh, either former Czech internationals or future Czech internationals who are uh, the current internationals as well. So th- this group is not as strong, but they are still very. Uh, obviously, collectively, their stamina is is uh, wonderful, but they also have some very techni- technically adept players like Mara, they're holding the midfielder, but also all of the wingers like Pesek and Matoshek. Yeah, and uh, will these names also be the, the most important players? Uh, is, are these the players to watch from Slovan? Well, there's there's a couple of them. Perhaps uh, John Mosquera. I don't know. We talked before if if it's uh, indeed the football manager <laughs> wonder kid. No, apparently. Uh, yeah, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, that was apparently another well, another John Mosquera Mosquera with uh, with John written differently. That also ah, okay. featured in the in the Czech league apparently um, in 2019. But apparently, I think you told me that he left the league by now. This is just a side fact, anyway. So, but uh, I wanted to get that uh, out of the way. Yeah, but this guy this guy has been has been shooting at all cylinders so far this season. Uh, mm-hmm. He's got four goals already. Uh, I think none of them from from the penalty spot. So uh, mm-hmm. one of them was actually a free kick that everybody expected uh, him to um, take indirectly, and he actually caught uh, the goalkeeper by surprise. So that was one yeah. of the wonder goals of yeah. the season. He's a he has a posture of a marathon runner. He's a fa- he twists and turns and is very unpredictable in his movement and also looks to dive. So. <laughs> quite openly he draws like uh, 2.5 fouls per game or something so uh, he's going to be getting on the nerves of of uh, Gent players yeah especially uh, uh, if i get some give you some insight on Gent also their defense is probably their weakest sides this season also they they're anyway having a difficult start of the season in the belgian league so there might be chances for leverage um, if their attack is indeed performing well there. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's also that's, that's also tied to the expectations because Liberates have never, on the four occasions, they've never opened the group stages with a win. Uh, even when they actually <laughs> okay. progressed, they still only drew. And I think hosting Kent, who 
I think they've lost like four out of five away games so far this term in, in all competitions. I think they might be somewhat low on confidence, or at least that's my yeah. very outsider view. <laughs> so uh, I think Liberates will look to take advantage of it because obviously opening with a three-point result is going, would be huge for, for them. Yeah, anyway, like it's been a very hectic start to the season. It's already the third coach that Ghent are having after... Well, it, it already they sacked the second one after the fifth uh, play, uh, match day. So, um, yeah, it's a bit... We'll see how it goes. They, they pick up for him, it might be difficult, but, well, it's already soon this game. So I think there might be some chances for Slovan. Uh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you, you uh, during your um, listing of key players. So uh, All right. Uh, yeah, so... Uh... That's John Mosquera, who uh, he, he's got a platform to switch from the left flank to the right flank, but uh, left flank would be his original home. So expect him to start out wide from the left. Mm-hmm. On the right, hopefully there's going to be uh, Jakub Pesek, who's actually the only <laughs> Czech recently who's who was able to score against Scotland uh, on <laughs> under 21 or senior level anyway, because apparently we are horrible at, at that particular thing like scoring <laughs> against uh, Scotland so he was actually the one <laughs> who, uh, who scored when we needed to feel the B team uh, consisting yeah, yeah, yeah. exclusively from from players uh, from the domestic league so he left a mark even on the senior national team he's a very again he's a very shifty winger uh, starting mostly from the right uh, very tidy footwork and um, he's also productive uh, recently Actually, last term he was mostly scoring goals. Now the goal scoring is mostly up to Mosquera and Pesek is is more of a provider, uh, which I think suits him even better. And he was actually their best player, absolutely stunning versus both uh, Riterai and uh, FCSB in the in the mm. playoff round. So he can step it up in in Europe as well. He's already set up like nine shot uh, shots for his teammates in Europe, uh, which is quite impressive for Indeed. only uh, three games. Yeah, um, also like the um, Sadilek came from, I was surprised to learn in the preparation of this part that Sadilek uh, went from PSV Eindhoven to, um, well, that he that he wasn't there at least for the season. He's uh, out on loan to the end of the season to Slovan, I believe. Uh, do you think he will play an important part as well? In fact, that loan came out of nowhere for just about any Czech uh, insider even. Like it, it was genuinely announced with, uh, within... Uh, seconds from the first rumor so it was really unexpected and everybody is quite excited because he can obviously start at left back where mm-hmm. it's not a weakness of Liberes, but uh, he would provide something else than the usual starter Mikula uh, Sadilek would uh, would be more of a uh, the, the guy who would be get, getting up perhaps even as a uh, wing back because he's he's very good at carrying the ball and even getting into the box so that's one option but usually uh, I mean, we would expect him to start in central midfield alongside yeah. Damsomara, who's the who's the <laughs> one fan described him to me as a Kante of Liberets. He's he's a very athletic holding midfielder, very diligent and selfless, and uh, who, who also who can get up the pitch and and be the one who supports the the attack and even takes penalties for the side. So Damsomara and Sadi like have a potential to be a very effective partnership in central midfield but we don't know because obviously the with, with the league being stopped now uh we haven't even seen Sadi like play yet and yeah. even the practice has been somewhat only running and on on a 
weird basis when some uh, at, at one point uh, just a few days ago we weren't even sure if uh, Czech professional clubs can train or practice together uh, all of them because otherwise everything is limited due to COVID to six people at a time uh, so one club actually even practiced this way had six yeah. or four different groups of six people so <laughs> even the practice could have been harder so maybe Sadilek won't even start I don't know Yeah, I, I was going to come to that. Uh, yeah, how how is COVID affecting? It's clearly affecting it a lot. Uh, the Czech season. If we've heard a, lo- a while ago already that there's a chance that Liverpool Kent will be played abroad in Germany or Poland. Um, is there any update on that already? Is that for sure, or um, will there be no issue for that particular game? No, no. Luckily, um, but it was really last minute. Uh, only yesterday the. The chief of, of like the sport committee who's negotiating with the government, uh, he confirmed that they got exceptions for both Liberets and, and Sparta so they can host a, a game at, at their own stadium. Okay. It's most likely going to be without any fans. Yeah, that's been the case uh, in the league when, when it wasn't stopped. Um, and yeah, now we have a league stoppage for indefinite period, probably. Originally, it was supposed to be two rounds uh, till the end of October. And uh, now it, it wasn't, it was announced as indefinitely. So we are not even sure about any <laughs> continuation. So it's been grim. Yeah, that sounds yeah. grim and, and it might affect the chances of the Czech teams in Europe, obviously, as well. Indeed. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I think that's all, um, all we need to hear for now. Thank you for uh, Thomas for joining us. Uh, definitely uh, I'd ask our listeners to check out Um, at Czech Footy on Twitter for a great insight into uh, the Czech league. Um, is there anything else you'd like to uh, like to plug yourself? No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not writing in English anymore, or not not as much as I used to. So <laughs> there's nothing to plug. Uh, but yeah, do do follow at Czech Footy, and um, uh, I'm always happy to interact. So and also, obviously, huge thank you for even inviting me on. No, of course. Yeah, and also we we uh, you can also thank um, Jan uh, that gave you the insights, more insight on um, Slovan leverage. We oh yeah, that's true. I also but thank you, I thank consulted. you, Jan, as well. Yeah. Uh, we all we always love to receive feedback, questions, comments here at the BFP. So if you fancy a bit of that, you can tweet us at uh, at Belgian Podcast or email us at belgianfoodpodcast at gmail So you can find our guest's personal Twitter at uh, Tom Danicek. Uh, as always, you can also find me at, uh, at Joris uh, underscore Beck. And when Ben and Scott's suspensions are over, we will be back, we will be back with you uh, at, all, at full force on another episode of the BFP. Enjoy your week.